Welcome to Christian Financial Perspectives, where you're invited to gain insight, wisdom, and knowledge about how Christians integrate their faith, life, and finances with a biblical worldview. Here's your host, Christian investment advisor, financial planner, and coach, Bob Barber. Philippians 4, 11 through 13. I'm not saying I need anything. I've learned to be happy with whatever I have. I know how to get along with little and how to live when I have much. I've learned the secret of being happy at all times. If I am full of food and have all I need, I am happy. If I am hungry and need more, I am happy. I can do all things because Christ gives me the strength. This is from Philippians 4, 11 through 13 again. And this is Paul speaking. I believe he was writing this when he was probably in a jail and he was being ridiculed for what he was doing and sharing the gospel of Christ. And I, I love it, this scripture, because it, it reminds me that we should not base our feelings on external circumstances, but instead that relationship with Christ, because there's just so much happening today in our world. Amen. Amen. Well, that's what we're talking about today. Just we live in a crazy time, don't we? I mean, there's a lot going I, on. I do. Yeah, it is. I think it's just so much going on right yeah. now. So, yeah, well, there's a lot going on right now, and it's created a lot of fear um, and uncertainty in our clients and in our investors. And what are some of the things that you've noticed that have contributed to that, Bob? Well, you know, I, I think the first thing is this. Everybody, I think, is just about fed up with the coronavirus. Yeah, I know and, I am. <laughs> and it continues to be a problem. It continues to spread. And thank goodness for the vaccines that are coming out. And I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories around this vaccine. But I know a lot of people are already that have gotten the vaccine and they've had no side effects. And it's funny, yesterday I was getting my hair cut. And she says, you know, at the age I'm in, at, if, if it helps me to live another 20 years, even if I grow a third arm, I'm going for it. I said, <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I, I think the coronavirus is is really created a, a lot of strife and like we're pinned up. If you mm. think about it, it's like the walls coming in on you. Mm. You know, you add on top of this, uh, the new administration that's coming in right now and, and Biden and gosh, I mean, the executive orders that he's just done in the first couple of weeks is mind boggling. I heard it was over 40 of them. He was talking about unity before, but this doesn't seem to push unity at all. I, there's a lot of people that are very upset about that. Along with that, we continue to borrow massive amounts of money and, and we're printing it. That's basically how you borrow it. It's coming out of nowhere mm-hmm. to, to overcome this impact of the coronavirus and, and the unemployment. And I, I think that this could ultimately create high inflation and higher interest rates. And, and a lot of people were thinking, how are we going to pay this back? We got to pay all this back. Mm-hmm. And, with the stimulus packages, they just keep coming out with more and more and more. And by the way, I always take those stimulus packages and I divide it by the the number of people that are actually unemployed is supposed to help. And when you look at the numbers, they should be giving sixty or seventy thousand dollars per person, and they're giving them fifteen hundred a month or a thousand a month for a few months. So mm-hmm. it's nothing like that. Where's all this money going? And I think that has a, a lot of people concerned. And you know, the add on top of all this uncertainty. Like last week, out of nowhere, we got mm-hmm. this social media organization called Reddit that I'm not into social media. So I didn't know about Reddit. Mm-hmm. 
But they created all this havoc with these hedge fund managers over a company named GameStop. And, you know, GameStop's the biggest news going right now over a company that's never made a, really made much money. And they've had even had negative returns the, uh, the last few years as, as far as what they're making. And, you know, it goes up 300 or 500 or 10,000%. Just crazy stuff like that. And I think things like this are really pushing into all this uncertainty and this investment fear and you just start adding all that together Mm. yeah and add into that you know that we really are on the information overload age my goodness yes (laughs) we are constantly having information thrown at us and most of it is just perpetuating fear i mean we have 24-hour news channels we have social media at every turn we have professionally paid doomsdayers that are making up all kinds of conspiracy theories just to scare people into buying high commission gold and silver and you think man we really is this the end of the world is this it (laughs) and with all of that noise just being thrown at us from every side Uh, The team at CIS is getting tons of phone calls, tons of texts and emails and questions and concerns about what to do about all of this. And so, Bob, what what is your advice? My advice, first of all, anytime that it starts getting crazy like this, my advice is first, you got to get on your knees. You got to get into God's word and seek God. Hmm. And, And what would God have you do and turn off all this noise? Just turn it off. Get you know, get a, get completely away from the social media part of it. Don't look at your Facebook. Don't look at Instagram and Twitter. All that. Just turn that stuff off. You know, the the news is bombarding us. I can't imagine. I have a, a relative. I'll go to her house and she keeps the news on all day long. Wow. You know, and, and it's just constantly feeding her spirit. Turn that stuff off. Turn the eve the the, the internet off and. In TV and turn it off for a few days or even how about this a few weeks <laughs> and and get out and take walks and and go hiking or fishing you know we're surrounded by so many beautiful parks here in our whole country that everywhere has some parks available to them within an hour's drive and and get out in those parks and enjoy God's creation and and just get away from it because when you're in the middle of it you can't see it but when you get mm-hmm. away from it And seeking God's word will definitely get you away from that. Mm, That's so good. I know that there's a scripture that I hear you quote all the time. And so I know it's a scripture that you love to lean on uh, really always, but especially in chaotic times like we're in. And that scripture is Matthew 6, 25 through 34, right? It is. I love Matthew 6, 25 through 34. You know, I'm a nature freak. I love nature. I love the mountains. You know, I love to go down to Rockport and look out over the bay mm. and watch all the pelicans. And in this time of year, there's the whooping cranes. And it's just so beautiful. I always take this scripture in the heart when I'm looking out onto nature and getting those areas. And it's, it's from Matthew, like you say, 6, 25 through 34. So I'm going to read it for us. It's, Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? This is it right here. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. 
Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Isn't that great? Mm. I mean, you can't. It's not going to add a single hour to your life. Now we're at the 28th verse. And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon, the wealthiest man that probably ever lived in the face of this earth, in all his splendor, was dressed like one of these. If that is not how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today, and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. And this is the key one. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Wow. Wow, what a timely word. We're not encouraging people to to just bury their head in the sand and act like the world isn't happening around them. We're just saying, turn your face toward God who sits on the throne. Absolutely. You Mm. got that. And, you know, it's just like you say, can you see where when you're you're reading that scripture, if you're out in nature and Mm -hmm. watching nature, how you can just see how that applies. I remember last week we had a couple of people calling in who were really concerned about the world and you were sitting at home in your home office and talking to me on the phone and you just said, I'm just looking at, at my property and the trees around me and they look like they're doing okay. <laughs> and so <laughs> if they're doing okay, I yeah. think God cares about us too. Um, so I know CIS that we use five principles during chaotic times. Bob, would you would you walk us through those five principles? I sure will. You know, and, and these are five principles we use during the good times too. Mm. But but I think I need to reemphasize that during these chaotic times, these principles and and the first one is we always use proven long term biblical principles and wisdom for managing the money that God has given us. And these principles, they work through good and bad times. You know, Ecclesiastes three, one through eight, it tells us. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born and a time to die. Okay, so think about mm-hmm. plants and everything. A time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. Does that sound like coronavirus right now? Mm. (laughs) A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. And last, a time to love, a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. You know, this scriptural reference really lets us know that there's there's always going to be chaotic times. But you know... You notice it says there's going to be good times too, a time to mend, a time to build up. So when you're in the midst of chaotic times, you've got to take your eyes and look forward, look up Hmm. versus looking down and realize this too shall pass. This is what my my grandma always said this, this too shall pass. She Hmm. would always say that, you know, during tough times. And she was right. And you're always going to have the good and the bad times. 
That's so encouraging. And yeah, just a reminder that God is sovereign over all of it. I've heard it said before that there's never a time when the Trinity panics. There's never a time when the Holy Spirit and the Father and Jesus get together and are like, oh no, what What are we going to do? do? (laughs) (laughs) Like they really messed it up this time. And so they're never in panic. And so Bob, what would be the second principle that we use during chaotic times? One of the things that we we have to tell ourselves in this is just that never allow our emotions, our feelings, our social media, or those professional doomsdayers with all their conspiracy theories to dictate to us how we're going to live our lives or here at CIS Wealth Management, how to manage our portfolios. Mm. We cannot manage portfolios based on emotions and feelings. Or what social media is saying. I know I'm saying the same thing again, but you just can't base it on that. You have to base it on well thought out processes and wisdom. You know, Bob, this is so good to hear because I am on social media. I do watch the news and it feels like every day things get crazier or something new happens. And so just to hear that steady no, we're going to keep doing what we've been doing. We're going to keep looking at God. That's really comforting to hear. Thank you. <laughs> so what is the third principle? The third principle is we're always going to invest in biblically responsible, value-based companies. And along with our partners, we, we have a very stringent set of rules that we go by in good and bad times and screening processes. And we're going to follow him. You know, we're always going to follow those when, when considering adding any company to our portfolio. So we're not going out and putting a GameStop in our portfolios. Okay, <laughs> It doesn't fit. Uh, and the way that we do this with biblically responsible investing is, is first we look at companies to avoid, and then we look at companies to buy. So in, in avoiding companies, we use the scriptural guideline of Ephesians 5.11. Maybe you've heard this one before. It's kind of a well-known scripture that says, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. So this means when we look at companies to put in our portfolios, if the company gives money or supports liberal causes or takes that wants to take away our, our freedoms, we avoid that. Or companies that support destructive behaviors and lifestyles, we avoid that. Companies that make money on gambling, tobacco, alcohol, pornography, and abortion, we avoid them. Companies that give money and support organizations like Planned Parenthood or takes away human lives, in their most vulnerable state, we avoid them. And companies that are pushing the LGBTQ agenda to our youth, we avoid them. Okay? All right. So people are thinking, okay, what's left? Hmm. Believe it or not, there's still thousands of left. So we look at companies, we consider buying companies when they follow the scriptural guidelines found in Galatians 6, 9. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So the companies that we consider for our portfolios, when we avoid those, we consider ones that are supporting pro-life values, companies that want to make a world a better place and serve mankind with the things we all need, like food, clothing, shelter, technology, health care, companies that treat their employees well with fair pay, good benefits, a retirement plan, time off for family, Companies that provide a safe working environment for their employees. Companies with good employee training programs. Companies that are compassionate toward their employees. And companies that care about the environment and God's creation. So, you know, once all these companies make it through this lengthy filtering process that we go through. So you can see we're just not putting anybody Mm. in our portfolios. 
We then we started looking at all their financials and their net income and their profit and their debt and their dividend yield and are they over or undervalued and the list goes on. So well, we put them through quite a process. <laughs> yeah, that is quite a lengthy process for considering what we're gonna invest in. I mean, you really put a lot of thought and care in into managing people's portfolios, huh? <laughs> yes, we do. We certainly do. All right. And what is the fourth principle? The fourth principle we use is is found in Ecclesiastes 11.2. And 11.2 says, Invest in seven ventures, yes, in eight, for you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. So how do we take that scripture and apply it? We apply that by investing across many different sectors. So diversification in some sectors may do well in some years, and some sectors may do better in other years. You know, we, we invest across many different sides of companies, from large to mid-sized to small companies, from value-based to growth-based to those in the middle. We also invest across many countries, and we utilize a strategy that I've utilized for years here called our bucket strategy. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that, that on some other programs where that, that strategy is where we set somebody up as an example, all our retirees that are taking money out right now. We've put enough money over in a portfolio that is not driven heavily, if at all, by the, by the markets. And we put aside four years of their retirement income. So we don't have to worry about what's happening in the next three or four years. That's called our bucket strategy. Yet we still have some growth in there and we still have, um, you know, maybe some aggressive growth. So we build this bucket strategy across many different types of portfolios, utilizing that scriptural principle. Wow. Wow. I love that. That is so helpful. And so now we've kind of gone over the first four. We have one final principle in handling the chaotic world that we live in. What's that fifth principle? Might be one of the most important ones. And we consistently monitor and actively manage all our portfolios using a forward-looking approach. You can't look in the in the rearview mirror. If you're in, if you're driving in your car and you're trying to drive by looking in the rearview mirror, you're going to crash. Mm. So we always take a forward-looking approach. And you know, as a fiduciary-based manager, I cannot allow myself to be ever out of touch with where the markets are and where they're going. And we're constantly making that tweak. We're tweaking, making those small necessary adjustments along the mm-hmm. way. And our clients' assets here, they, they've got to be run like a well-oiled machine where I'm constantly making tweaks and being along the way to, to keep it at, at a, you know peak operating conditions. It's like that old philosophy in baseball. Don't ever take your eyes off the ball. I don't know if that makes sense to you or not. Mm. But, you know, I use sports analogies sometimes because I was so involved in sports when I was younger. Yeah, and I've heard you say that you are – actively managing portfolios and you're doing it more than ever. I mean, every single day you are fine tuning people's portfolios. You spend a lot of time and energy on it. Um, So before we end today's podcast, at the beginning of the podcast, you had mentioned kind of four big things that are creating all this investment fear and uncertainty today. And so I would love to get your opinion on those four things. And the first thing you said was the coronavirus and it continuing to be a problem. Could we just get your opinion on that? My opinion is, is we're going to be over it in about 12 to 18 months. It may not be as soon as we want. I know everybody would like, love to be the, be over this tomorrow, but, you know, we're, we're seeing the vaccines come out and it's, I kind of go back to that philosophy of my grandma, you know, and, and Ecclesiastes, and there's a time to tear down and a time to mend. And I do believe we have a time to mend. I think we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, especially with how we're learning to adjust 
to the coronavirus. And we, you know, going forward, we all may be a lot healthier because now we're really in tune with germs and, and, uh, and how we need to not be spitting on everybody when we talk at them, <laughs> not getting them, you know, a foot from our face. But I don't think it's going to continue to be a problem. And I think coming out of it, there's going to be a lot of pent up demand for travel and people are going to want to get out. And mm -hmm. the economy could be roaring once we get out of this thing. Wow. Well, here's hoping. The second thing that you mentioned was the new administration and uh, Biden's numerous executive orders that he's put out. What's your opinion on that? Well, it's really interesting. My opinion on all these executive orders in this new administration is, and especially since um, the Democrats have complete control, have you ever heard of the frog in the pot strategy? Mm -hmm. Like if you put a frog in a pot and there's no saying, if you turn the heat up real, real slow, the, the frog won't jump out of the pot. Hmm. But if you turn the heat up real fast and make it so hot quickly, he sees what's going on. He jumps out of the pot. I, I believe actually with what's happening right now, they're turning up the heat so quick and so fast hmm. that those of us that are concerned about this new administration, I think the frog's going to want to jump out of the pot quickly. And, and sure. I think at two years, we're going to be surprised at the elections in two years and a turnover of Congress. Wow. Wow. That's, that's a great that's analogy. My opinion. You're asking my opinion. I so love it. That's yeah. a great analogy. Um, the third thing you mentioned was the continued massive borrowing and printing on money to overcome the impact of COVID and unemployment in many sections of the country and how this could ultimately create high inflation and higher interest rates and things like that. What's your opinion on that? My comment is always things do have to be paid back. Mm. And uh, we could definitely be looking at higher inflation. So you need to structure your investments in your portfolio, the investments that will take advantage of that inflation and goods and services that will actually raise their prices as that happens. So I think it's something that uh, we all need to be aware of. It's coming. We cannot continue with these low, low interest rates uh, on our fixed income side of the equation for our portfolios. We're we're really being careful. We're going very short term on all of our bond holdings. And because as, as things go up, if you have long term holdings, it's called bond duration. And as an example, if you have a 20 year bond and interest rates just went up by 1%, that bond could drop by 20%. Wow. So you want to have bonds that are six months to three years out max. That's the analogy that, that, that we're taking, but I, I think it's eventually going to have to. We're going to have to pay the piper. Sure, sure. And the last thing that you mentioned was the big Reddit crisis <laughs> oh, from last gosh. week, the social media platform that created such havoc with hedge fund managers in the media over GameStop. Can you comment on that a little bit? Uh, sorry, GameStop. But <laughs> I just think GameStop's an insignificant company that produces nothing of lasting value. It's consistently, I, I looked it up. You know, we've never bought this stock, but I looked it all up and They've had a net loss over the last few years in income, and it's been a terrible investment until last week's what I call manipulation tactics to falsely drive this stock up. And, you know, I just don't think society really needs companies like GameStop. So this whole story has been really blown out of proportion through the social media and, and Reddit as part of that. And they manipulated this stock, and the way they did it is, is very sad. In the long run, it's, it's probably going to be insignificant. We're probably going to be 
but we may be talking about this thing later. And in, in my opinion, this is just my opinion. I think some people could be going to jail for front running this stock. And because there was a group of people that made a whole lot of money by pushing this out mm. and the stock was just not worth anything, but they pushed it, you know, to over three or $400 a share and, and they sold and, and, you know, quite frankly, this is not the first time that this has happened. There was a little company that was in Houston, Texas called Enron that some people may remember from way back. Mm. You know, another one called Lehman Brothers. And this kind of thing's happened before. It's happened before. It's happening now. And it's going to happen again. So I just don't let it bother me because I'm investing in a well-diversified, thought-out portfolio that has processes and filters behind it. And we shared those earlier. Well, thanks, Bob, for such a timely podcast for today's time and dealing with all of the fear and uncertainty that's certainly available right now. Um, I think you've helped a lot of, I mean, you've helped me, and I think that you've definitely helped our clients and listeners feel better and more confident that um, there is a way to find some solid ground amidst all of the shifting, changing things happening around us. And today's podcast definitely falls in line with the name of our podcast, Christian Financial Perspectives. Well, thanks, Bailey. That, those are encouraging words that you give me. And I, I, sometimes I don't know if I'm deserving of that. This is God's grace. It's just mm. God's grace. I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm a sinner like all of us. And God has given me his grace. And, you know, based on that, I'd like to end with these four short scriptures for our listeners and they're not long ones but second timothy 1 7 for god has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and love and of a sound mind next psalms 24 1 that you hear me quote often the earth is the lord's and everything in it and the world who all live in it and in the last two proverbs 15 22 that plans fail for lack of counsel but with many advisors they succeed and Ecclesiastes 4, 11 through 13, one of my favorites too. If two lie down together, they'll keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. So with that last scripture, please know that I and the whole team are here for you, our listeners. And you never have to walk through your financial life alone because this is lonely out there by yourselves. And the three strands in this case, think of it this way. The CIS team walking with you, one strand, then you're the other one. And the most important strand is God and his wisdom found in his word, guiding and leading our decisions as we go through life. That's all for now. We invite you to listen to all of our past episodes covering many financial topics from a Christian perspective. To make sure you don't miss any of Bob's upcoming episodes, you can subscribe to Christian Financial Perspectives on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, or Stitcher. To learn more about integrating your faith with your finances, visit ciswealth.com or call 830-609-6986. Investment advisory services offered through Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DBA, CIS Wealth Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Comments from today's show are for informational purposes only and not to be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any company that may have been mentioned or discussed. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host, Bob Barber, and his guests. Bob does not provide tax advice and encourages you to seek guidance from a tax professional.